Member Maker is brought to you by MemberSpace, which easily turns any part of your existing website into members only with just a few clicks. You simply lock access to any page of your site and then choose what people pay to get in. You have 100% control over look and feel since everything occurs on your website. MemberSpace is designed for non-technical people and has an amazing support team to help you. We'll even migrate your membership for free to any popular CMS such as WordPress, Squarespace, Webflow, Wix, and more without any interruption to your members. Learn more at memberspace.com. Welcome to Member Maker, a podcast about how to build a sustainable membership business. I'm your host, Ward Sandler, the co-founder of MemberSpace. Today, I'll be chatting with Tamara Bennett, founder of Southern Adornments, to discuss how she started out teaching people to paint door hangers, the benefits of having a closed membership site, and how building a community has had such a positive impact for her beyond selling a product. All right. Hey, Tamara. Welcome to Member Maker. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. So why don't you share with everybody what it is that your business does and who do you help? I am a painter and a teacher, and I help teach women how to learn to paint door hangers. So if you're not from the South, you may have no clue what that even is, but they are essentially like a wooden shape that hangs on your door, just like you would for like a wreath or something. But these are flat wooden shapes that you can cut to any kind of theme or pattern or shape, and then you paint it for the upcoming seasons. You could have something for Christmas or Valentine's, anything like that. And so it's a good creative outlet for these ladies. And many of them have gone on to start their own businesses, teaching local workshops and selling their handmade door hangers online. Very cool. I like how specific this is. That's that's great. Um, <laughs> it's very niche. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How did you actually find this business niche? About five years ago, I started doing the painting workshops in my hometown. It all started when my husband was deployed to Afghanistan. I needed something to kind of occupy my time while he was gone, and I missed having interaction with other women. And so I started having little parties in my home once a month, and we would make some kind of craft. And two or three of those parties that we had during the year were door hangers. And those were always my most popular parties. And so when my husband came back home and I wasn't even doing it to make money while he was gone, it was just a social thing for me. And so when he came back home, we needed a way to make extra money. And I figured out that I could take this outside of the home and teach it in other women's houses. And so after doing that for a little while, I eventually kind of took it online by teaching using Facebook Live. I didn't even intend to teach at first. I just wanted to interact with these women some more. And so I would paint and let them watch me and I would respond to their comments. And eventually I started giving out painting tips. And before you knew it, I had a following of people who wanted to learn how to do what I was doing. Nice, nice. That's a uh... That's, I like how organic that developed from something you just personally wanted to you know, basically look for community and connection, and then it just kind of evolved into a business from there. Mm-hmm. So right now, what is it that you actually are offering? So like, what, what do people pay and what do they get when they pay you? Our membership is $37 a month, and they get two full-length door hanger tutorials every month, and usually two additional trainings that are either technique-based or something to help them with like photographing their door hangers or making bows or anything, you know, that 
might be something small that they're struggling with. So we, we teach that kind of stuff every month. I usually teach one of the tutorials and then we have guest presenters come in to teach various other things. Okay. So aside from those two tutorial events, let's call them, is there anything mm-hmm. else that people get as part of the membership? They also get two templates, one to go along with each tutorial. And so the templates are downloadable. It's just a digital product they can download, they print out on their computer, and then they tape it together, kind of like you would like a sewing pattern. And then they cut them out and they trace them on the wood. This saves them a lot of money because they're able to cut their own wooden shapes and paint along with me. Um, Now, there are some ladies in the group who choose for whatever reason not to cut their own wood. And we do offer a discount on the actual wooden blanks in our shop so that they can still purchase them and paint them at home. Gotcha. So the $37 a month, where did that price point come from? When we started the membership, we actually had a founding member price of $27. And so my thinking was, you know, if I was going to teach a workshop, a live workshop at the time, I think I was charging $35 a person at a live workshop. And so this would be cheaper than that. And they would be learning to paint two door hangers. And, you know, they're having to cut them wood themselves. So I was trying to lower the price just a little bit. But after several months, we realized how popular this was and the value that it held. And so to improve member retention, we increased the price to $37, hoping that many of those people who got in at the $27 price would decide to stay longer. Gotcha. And when did you change that price? How long into the actual membership business? It was just three months. And so three months after, the, it's a closed membership, so you can't get in at any time. So when we opened it the second time, we increased the price. And so that was part of our selling point in the beginning to get them to get in now, you know, at the lower, very founding member price. Understood. So uh, the closed membership concept, I've heard that from other people and I've heard kind of mixed results. Why did you decide to do a closed membership? And, and has it always been that way? Yes, it's always been that way. I learned that tactic from Stu McLaren. He's one of my business coaches. And initially when I was going to launch it, I wasn't going to do a closed membership. But after hearing results that other people were getting and the advantages of having a closed membership, I decided to change my strategy. And I love closed membership because it has allowed me to feel like I'm not having to sell and promote all the time. I'm able to just nurture my audience in between launches. And then I'm able to really go deep with the people who are in the membership and nurture them without feeling like I'm having to constantly integrate new members and, you know, show them the ropes and help them figure out where everything is. So it just kind of gives me a breather in between launches and I can relax a little bit. Yeah, it's interesting mindset. The idea of like, yeah, we're not actually selling anything right now. Uh, that can kind of mm-hmm. emotionally give you some space to focus on other things. So I think there, there's some sense there. I would question though, when there is an open membership or when that period's coming up, one, how often does this happen? Is it like once a year? Is it once a month? Or how often do you actually open up the membership? And do you feel any, I guess, stress uh, for that since it's kind of like a, an event each time you have to open it? I do feel a little bit of stress around launching, but I think it's just because I'm tweaking and changing the way I do it every time. Um, Right now, we open it two times a year in the spring and in the fall. And it's interesting because I feel like my audience on Facebook, and I I have several people who watch me paint live and they also catch the replay. um, I feel like they relax a bit in between the launches because they know they're not being sold to necessarily. They're just being, you know, taught something. And so they relax, they pay more attention 
they don't have their guard up, you know, but then as the launch approaches, this last launch that we did last September in the fall, about 60 days before launch, I put up a sign behind me during my Facebook lives that was like a countdown calendar. And so people would ask, you know, what it's 60 days until what now? What is that? You know, so it would allow me to kind of talk about the membership just a little bit. And without it having any pressure, I could kind of seed what it was going to be like. And so then you would have people who were getting really excited. I can't wait till it opens, you know, and there's this anticipation and excitement that builds up. And then when we actually did reopen it last September, we had our biggest launch ever. We had 635 new members join just from that launch, putting us at just over a thousand members total. So... Wow. Congratulations. It's working great for us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I guess let's go back in time a little bit here. So when you were initially just having a, a personal community with some women and you were doing different activities and you kind of found that people were interested in the uh, the door hanger painting, how did you actually transition that into building an audience for the membership business? Like, Could you kind of walk me through from where it was just like this personal thing to how it actually turned into a business and how you actually got people to, to know and care about it? Like you said in the beginning, it was very organic, but it wasn't necessarily intentional. I kind of feel like it was a happy accident. Back when Facebook Live started, before anybody was really using it, it was kind of this new thing. And I had never done video before on my Facebook page, but I saw that and I thought, you know, I don't get to spend as much time talking to other women as I used to when I was having parties in my home regularly. And I was thinking to myself, I'm just sitting around painting. You know, it would be nice to be able to talk to somebody while I paint. And so I thought, let's, you know, let's give this a try. So the very first Facebook Live that I did was just about five minutes long. It was a disaster. My phone fell over. I didn't have anything to hold my phone. My phone fell over halfway through the video, but I was teaching how to make a bow. And I was just showing that I was kind of feel like I was testing the waters a little bit. That's why the video was so short and it was something so simple. But to this date, that video has been viewed more than any other video I've ever done. I don't know if it's because it was so short and actionable and it was such a simple thing that they could learn in a quick you know, time span. But that video gave me a taste for Facebook Live. And I realized that while I was doing something, I could be looking at the comments I could be interacting with people who I had already met at paint parties. I would recognize their names showing up. And so it was people who had already met me um, at my local paint parties. But then eventually, you know, they would share the video and the audience started to grow a little bit. And I loved getting to know the people who were commenting on the other end of the video. And it was nice to see their names show up again and again during my new video. So it kind of became addicting to me to go live while I was crafting and just kind of share stories and talk to people and give tips. And like I said, I think that just transitioned into people kind of saw me as a teacher and they would start to ask more and more questions. And so eventually, about a year later, I ended up hiring a business coach and she really emphasized how important it was to be consistent doing Facebook lives. And so I started doing them twice a week on my Facebook page. And so people kind of got used to seeing me and knew that when I showed up, I was willing to answer their questions. I think that was a huge thing in our industry. When it, I say industry, door hangers really doesn't have an industry. But in our circle, our world of door hangers, uh, people who paint them for a long time would not share their tips. They would not share what kind of wood they were using. They wouldn't share what kind of paint or brushes they were using. And so because I was so willing to answer questions and I was so open and honest about everything, and there was 
really nothing that I wouldn't share with them about my business. I think it just made people feel like they were just drawn to me because of that. And so it just really helped, I feel like, grow my Facebook page and my following. Yeah, no, I think it's it's really amazing actually how organic this was. It's very rare that someone starts a business mm-hmm. this way where it's just you trying to, I mean, in a, in a way it's it's not that uncommon in the sense that you're scratching your own itch, you know, if you will, like you're you're looking for community, you're looking for connection. Yeah. Other people are looking for that. You happen to have a skill that you're sharing and it just kind of naturally built from there and it and I guess mm-hmm. in a sense it was almost lucky that it's it's a skill that not a lot of people were sharing. It sounds like it was kind of a closed thing. Exactly. And the fact that you were more open-minded about, why don't I just share this? There's no big, like, I guess, especially, why do you think it was that people weren't sharing this information? Well, why was it kept such a secret? What, what was the point of that? I think a lot of people are afraid that if they share, you know, their insider tips, that they're going to help the competition and they're going to create more competition for themselves. But it, you know, I know how many people are on Facebook and how many people there are in the world. If I teach these people how to make what I make, there's always more customers to go around for all of us. I am very into community over competition. And so I think I was one of the pioneers, if you will, in door hangers for painting online and sharing tips and ideas and just building community. And I think that has served me well. And when I finally offered out well, let, let me dial back just a second. I realized while I was doing these Facebook lives that the more Facebook lives I did and the more often I did them, the more orders I started to get and the more paint parties I started to book locally. I think that it built up a sense of trust between the customer and me. You know, people are more willing to invite you into their home if they've seen your face and heard your voice and kind of feel like they know you. And so they were willing to host a party and invite their friends. And they felt comfortable inviting a stranger in to teach a workshop. And they felt comfortable, you know, calling me and ordering a $40 door hanger from me. So it's about building that know, like, and trust factor. And so then a few years later, not a few, about a year and a half later, I realized that there was a better way to serve all of these people who are watching me on Facebook Live. And that was through creating the membership because Yes, I can answer your questions, you know, in your comments on a Facebook Live. But if I could teach in a closed setting where people felt comfortable to post their photos and ask for input, it's a much safer place for people to learn because people are scared to share their art. They are afraid to post it in a public format where, you know, just anybody could comment. And so by creating a safe place in a private group where they could come and do that, Um, I think it made all the difference for some of these ladies to be able to advance their skills and move forward. Yeah, that's wonderful. So what quickly would be like one example of something that hasn't really worked in your business that you've tried to do? (laughs) Well, before I actually launched this membership, before I even knew what a membership was, I tried doing a virtual paint party and I was mailing out the blanks to every, that's what we call the wooden pieces, the blanks to every single person who signed up. And we struggled to get more than 50 people signed up for this. It was labor intensive. I was having to manually cut each of these with the jigsaw. I was having to ship them. And each month I was teaching them how to paint them. But I realized soon after that, that there was a huge chunk of people who followed me who knew how to cut their own blanks. They didn't want to pay for somebody to cut it for them. They didn't want to pay for the shipping. They just wanted to learn how to paint. 
And so through that failure, I think it made me realize that there was a larger number group of people I could serve in a much better way. And it was much less labor intensive on me. So that was when we decided to move to doing digital templates instead of just shipping blanks. Right. Yeah. Now, a lot of times you have to make those mistakes to kind of figure out what works and what doesn't work. And there's no shortcut. (laughs) Exactly. Great. So what are some resources you'd recommend for folks who are trying to build membership businesses? Like, and by resources, I mean podcasts, books, courses, things like that. I have taken the Tribe course by Stu McLaren. I found it to be very helpful in um, showing me all the different ways that you can run a membership. And then as far as podcasts, my favorite one right now is by Amy Porterfield. She just has some great actionable lessons on how to run a business online. So Wonderful. All right. Well, tomorrow, what's the best way for listeners to learn more about you and your business? You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and my website at Southern Adornments Decor. And that's southernadornmentsdecor.com. But just make sure when you're spelling adornments to put two O's in there because, you know, that makes the word door and we make door hangers. So it's a cute little way of spelling adornments, Southern Adornments Decor. Love it. That's super cute. All right. Well, (laughs) thanks for spending time with, uh, with us tomorrow. Thank you. It was my pleasure. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. There's a direct link in the show notes. We really appreciate it. Member Maker is brought to you by MemberSpace, which easily turns any part of your existing website into members only with just a few clicks. You simply lock access to any page of your site and then choose what people pay to get in. You have 100% control over look and feel since everything occurs on your website. MemberSpace is designed for non-technical people and has an amazing support team to help you. We'll even migrate your membership for free to any popular CMS such as WordPress, Squarespace, Webflow, Wix, and more without any interruption to your members. Learn more at memberspace.com.